It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Frank. Happy 51. Thank you. Not my birthday. No, no, no. You're nowhere near. (laughs) Neither of us are anywhere near 51. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Although, if you actually think about it and you slice it down the middle, never mind. We'll move on from that. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for watching, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Smashing that button. And uh, spreading the word. I got a message from my friend Bean the other day. He says, I have confidence, he says, that you will make it to 1,000 YouTube subscribers. And, oh, it, you know, we're at like 600, really nice. 652, 3, something Climbing. like that. Four. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. So we're trying to work our way up. Just like Mo, the turtle. There he is Slowly right there. Slowly but surely. Very slowly and not that surely. <laughs> Uh, we do have one way to spread the word about the Frank and Friends show is, of course, with our merch. And I was going to say, it's too hot. You know, I mean, we're looking at uh, temperatures in the 90s, yeah. uh, possible record temperatures on uh, Friday tomorrow. And I, I won't say that number on the radio anymore because it's the number of my old station. Oh, When I worked okay. at that station, I used to always round up the temperature to be that number. Nice. Well, of course. Yeah, but now, I, now that yeah, I work against that? them, I yeah. can't, I mean, I can't yeah. say it's going to be 104 degrees. No one's going to believe me. Right. <laughs> Unless you were in Texas. Possibly. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was thinking it's too hot for the Frank and Friends hoodie, but then it occurs to me that when you go to the beach, or if you live in the desert, or on certain nights, it's just lovely to have yeah. a, a hoodie. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's so true. get one for your beach trip. Yeah. And what else you can get for your beach trip is the... the Frank and Friends show beach towel. Let's see if I can hold it up right side up this time, Catherine, because well, I usually fail. Yeah, well, There it is. Right. Look at that. Look at that. It's so, so nice. So pretty. I like beach towels. Yeah, they're great. I like this one so much I don't want to use it. I don't want to besmirch it with my stains of sweat and I know. We talked about you getting a second one. Well, I have a second one. I just don't want to make... I I can't bear to soil either of them. (laughs) (laughs) So silly. You can find all of that at thefrankandfriendshow.com backslash store website. Thank you. All right. Sorry, I've got to adjust. This is... um, just got this shirt back from the... Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen you wear this, like, bright orange. Well, you this ha- new? This are, well, you know, it's actually... I just never wear it because I had I was scarred. I was emotionally scarred. Uh, when so you, I, are you afraid of this color? Not anymore. Because I do know somebody who's afraid of red. Who? It was a director I worked with once upon a time. Sorry, is he watching? No. So he's not... Like, it, was, it was a she. She? Sorry, Yeah, but watching? we actually had to remove everything red. That's weird. Right. So, is that your thing with this orange? No, I no. Mean, you're emotionally scarred. So, well, when how, I first, how scarred? <laughs> when I first moved here, so 20 years ago, yeah, um, I was supposed to go out to. Uh, my wife and family hadn't even gotten here yet. I was living alone, and I'm supposed to go out to dinner with uh, my radio partner Phil Williams and his wife and the general manager and his wife. It's kind of a the wives are going to get to know the new guy who sure. is spending all that time with their husbands, That's right? Nice. And yeah. my wife's not in town, so they just say. You know, we're going to go to someplace nice. It was like uh, like a Calhoun's or somewhere on Kingston Pike. Someplace nice. And I thought, well, and he had told me, you know, I need to get orange clothing for living in Tennessee. So I went somewhere. I don't know if I went to the Belk department store or somewhere. Um, but I went to a store and bought an orange shirt. And I thought, well, that wasn't that hard. And I wear it to dinner. But it was the wrong orange. You noticed. Well, I mean... I was t- I was naive. I didn't know about PMS 151. <laughs> I, I didn't even know about PMS at that point. I didn't know about... I mean, the only 151 I knew was the, the rum that my dad used to do the public relations for, the Bacardi 151. You know, we always had a bottle of it around the house. Nice. Um, but I... Uh, no, I didn't know that the official University of Tennessee color on the... What is it called? Pantone matching system? I guess, yeah. PMS? Pantone yeah. something system. Right. Um, is number 151. 
And that's how you get the UT orange, okay. which is very distinct. Of course. So I show up for dinner in this shirt, and I felt like a dummy. Because you were... Were they also wearing orange? Well, mostly because Phil said, yes, the wrong color, dummy. But <laughs> I didn't know. He said, that's Florida orange. How dare you show up? And gator orange. Yeah, that's gator true. Orange. Now, thankfully, that's it true. wasn't football season. It was springtime. Yeah, you would have been in big trouble then. And, I did, and, and then I also found out that how hard it is to buy... Uh, UT orange around here that isn't logoed. Well, yeah. You know, because they everything's got the Tennessee logo on it, licensed and whatnot. So yep. my trick has been over the years is when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. like when I'm up in Virginia, this is closer to, um, it's it's like a Florida orange, but it's a little, it's almost not, not quite Virginia Tech rust, oh, okay. rusty orange. Rusty, yeah, but the point is burnt. when you go up to these other places, um, you know, where the Cavaliers play or the Hokies play or better yet, just all the way up to Northern Virginia, you can buy orange in the store that resembles UT Orange. You can, they won't have it down here. It sells out too quick. That's true. So all the orange ties and shirts that I have that are UT-ish have been bought out of town. Oh, that's nice. That's my secret. Yeah. Well, I guess you know, I could buy them online, but I, I don't You I could, but... Hadn't thought of that. I mean, the, the UT Orange here is different than the UT Orange in Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, they have, they're more of a rusty... It's like almost a brown. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an... Yeah. So this, anyway, so this shirt has been in the closet for 20 years, and I wouldn't wear it. And um, it was all kind of wrinkly and everything, so I, I didn't tell my wife this. I just put it in with the dirty shirts <laughs> um, and had it... You can see how I had it all iron, pressed oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, so I had right. it cleaned and pressed. It wasn't dirty, but it was, I had it all cleaned and pressed to, to see how I would like it. <laughs> And um, see if I could fit into it 20 years later, and sadly I can. You definitely can. <laughs> it's nice and bright. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, not yeah. football season, so that's, that's why, that's why not, I wore that. So there you go. I see you're wearing your wedding ring today. <laughs> what do you mean today? <laughs> I mean, a lot of times you have it on your key ring or something. Well... I'm what on, is this about? Well, I'm wearing it because we're on camera together. Of course, I'm going to wear my wedding ring on camera next That's, to you. Yeah. Are you wearing yours? Of course. Right. I always wear mine. Unless oh. I'm on stage. Playing a strumpet. Right. We'll get to that. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I, have, I have so many strumpet questions. But, no, you're right. Lately, um, and this, I'm sad because this is my fat ring. I had Do a, you have two? Well, I, when we first got married, I had a, wedding, a cheap wedding ring because we, were, we didn't have money. You know, they say the more expensive your wedding and reception are, the more likely you are to get divorced. Right. So my wife and I, I, I told her, I said, I'm sorry, Jerry, you're stuck with me forever because our wedding reception was so cheap. Same with ours. Poor Bean, our friend, my friend Bean, he was the DJ. I didn't pay him anything. He just came nice. and did it out of the kindness of his heart. We went to a, a bar that played, that our favorite band always played at on Tuesday nights. And we just went there, and they were our wedding band. That's smart. We didn't pay them anything either. Somebody they made hired. a big deal about us and everything because nice. we told them that we were well, coming. Why wouldn't you? If, if you showed up at Einstein Simplified, we'd make a right. big deal. Exactly. So Actually, that's a good idea for a wedding. Somebody hired yeah. Einstein Simplified to perform at their renewal of vows. We're going to be at the Schultzbrau. Not that it's not public; you can't go. But it's at the Schultzbrau Beer Hall for somebody's. As, be we're fun. going to be their their wedding reception entertainment, but it's that's a renewal fun. of vows. But you're right. I've been so anyway. This was the ring I bought on the day of the O.J. Simpson slow speed chase. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. My wife and I went to a mall where Bean's wife, Bean again, his wife was working at a, uh, she was studying gemology and was working while she got her gemology certificate degree thing, uh, was working at a jewelry store up in Valencia. So we go there so I can get, I don't think we intended to buy a new wedding ring, but we, or Jerry had a stone of some kind that needed to be dealt with. 
Sure. And I bought a new, like more comfortable wedding ring. But lately, I'm just my, I don't know if I'm retaining water or what's wrong with me, but um, it's been it's uncomfortable. Been, oh, really? It's getting so too tight. I'm worried about losing it. So I took it because what happened was I had it on my pinky. Uh, and I went to the Tennessee Theater. In fact, I was there with you. And you had it on your pinky. And your husband. Yeah. And my wife was on stage singing. Right. At Mephistopheles. And I, oh, and I, right. And it fell in the toilet. <laughs> Didn't it? Had, did I already tell you? I think you told me that, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I just, I just knew. Because I got freaked out there for a second. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait a second. How does Freddie know that I dropped I my ring? I told you last time. I remember everything. How do you know that I, lit- I dropped my ring in the toilet, <laughs> in the men's room, at the Tennessee Theater, and then had to fish it out? I think because you came back into the theater uh, after just as it was like getting ready to start, and you go, <laughs> my wedding ring fell in the toilet. You can use that later. <laughs> Well, then I thought I had escaped I, I, in a moment of weakness. So that's why, that's why lately, you, and you saw yesterday um, when we were at PBS recording those pledge breaks, I had to, what I had done. You, you put see, it on your key ring. I had, well, because I was going to be on camera with you. Um, I, you know, when you're on camera with a woman, you want to wear your wedding ring is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's, you know, because my wife might watch. <laughs> so I took it off the, the ring and put it on my finger, you know, right. while we were doing our... Um, our pledge breaks for the Brit Floyd, live from Amsterdam. Yeah. Rising, what was it called? Brit Floyd, Brit live Floyd, from Amsterdam. Live from Amsterdam, space and time. Space and time, I was going to say yeah. rise and shine. Space and time. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting. So so let me understand this correctly. You only wear this on camera now. Like you well, always I you put it church. on your... Okay, so you wear it to church and you wear it on camera. But the rest of the time it's on your key ring. Um, because you're worried well, that... What I need to do is... is get it re- can you get it resized? Oh, yeah, I can, but you see... Uh, yeah, or I just need to eat less salt. I mean, there's something, or maybe I'm dying. Maybe something's wrong with me. No, I think you probably just need to get it resized. All right. I, but, just, I feel stupid. Yeah. Why don't I just lose weight? That's what I'm going to do. Well, James, you men in your wedding rings, I swear. So he, when we got married and we were picking out the wedding bands, yeah. he had never really worn jewelry before. Yeah, well, look at me. I've, this is the only, I have nothing on but right. jewelry-wise but this ring. Right. And he had never worn a ring, so same kind of situation. And um, he wanted to, I was like, you should get one that's like really comfortable. So yes. we found like the comfort, comfort fit That's version. what this is supposed to be. Right. And he was just so afraid that he would lose it that he ended up getting a size that's probably like a half size too small <gasps> to start with. That erases the comfort. Correct. And I was like, but he was like, I want it to be really tight. I don't want to lose it. No. And I no. was trying to encourage him. I was like, yeah, but you really should go up just like a, a half size, you know, because yeah. like when, because yeah, in the winter, it's going to be a little looser, but in the summer, it's going to be even worse. Well, one thing you know? I do when it gets too tight is actually run the ring under hot water mm. and it, it expands and can, slightly and right. I can slide it off. Right. Yeah. So... He has to take it off at night a lot of times, yes, just I, to like I, rest I, rest his hand and his finger. Um, well, I'll tell you when my and this is a little bit sad, but right before my dad died and we took him to the hospital, we had to, they had to cut his ring off right. of him because it was sad. so tight. Yeah, that's. But sad. then I, I later paid to have it uh, fixed oh, nice. for my mom and, good. and you know re Redone. put back together. Yeah. yeah. So James was working on his production of Flater Mouse for UT, and he's oh, like I went to that. lifting. You did, and it was good. And he was lifting all this stuff around, and he like hit his finger on one of the the pieces of furniture, and so it started to swell. Uh-oh. So he took his ring off because it was like oh, hurting. Yeah. yeah, put it in his pocket, and then couldn't find it. Oh, so he, I know that feeling. I'm out of town. 
He doesn't tell me. So we get he gets to Florida. He has this wedding ring. Where like, you are, he where meets I am. You in he meets Florida. me in Florida, and I see on the side table this this wedding ring. I'm like, your wedding ring looks so shiny. Like, did you get it cleaned? And he's like, uh, well, about that, he had bought a new one because he had lost the old one, but the new one was too big, like way too big. <laughs> so he starts telling me the story, and they, he put it in have... his pocket. Hold on, it gets so much better. It's, I mean, it's great. So he was, he tells me he I put the wedding ring in my pocket, and then later I found out that my pocket had a hole in it, and so he thought like the the ring fell out of the pocket. How old right? is your husband? He sounds like a six year old. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I put a frog in my pocket. I put a, I put a rock in my pocket. Whatever I put in my pocket, it fell out the hole. I mean, this sounds like I'm t- it sounds like a story that I would hear from the Rocket Brothers. I mean, you know, Not he's an only child. Okay, what can you what right. can you do? Sorry, James. So I know. So uh, he has this whole story and he like searches the house and he can't find one so he goes by his one so that's great um fast forward mm. i get home and i get home a day before james he does right yeah because you had taken separate car obviously you take separate, separate cars you were down there a month ahead of him right yeah. so i'm cleaning up because he left like some plates out um <laughs> How old did I already ask? I'm not, I'm not trying to think I'm senile, but didn't, did I already ask how old he is? So, like, on the it's coffee five, table. Right? Yeah, five? Five. Yeah. Okay. So, on the coffee table, there's, like, plates and stuff, and I'm, like, cleaning it up and putting it in the, the dishwasher. I walk back over to the, the coffee table, and on the coffee table <laughs> is James's wedding ring. That he lost. That he lost. Because he's where it got the big one in Florida, yeah. and now the, the small one from your actual wedding Correct. is in it's Knoxville. In Knoxville. And I said, you know, this is why you have to call me when you lose something, because I can help you find it, even if I'm not there. Because I could walk you through oh my gosh. the situation. How did it end up? Uh, if it, it was fell out of like, his pocket, how did it end up on the t- coffee table? I don't think it fell was out. He, it didn't fall out of his pocket, Okay, because you know I had I mean? a vision of him yeah. standing on the coffee table right. and the ring falling out and down his trousers and landing on the coffee table. I think just because he couldn't find it, like that was what he thought must have yeah, happened, sure, sure, sure. you know? But he had looked all upstairs and everywhere, but he forgot to think, oh, like retrace well, his steps, you I'll, know? Now I'll tell you, James, that's why I started putting it on my key ring, because right. I would leave it next to the radio microphone, or I would leave it uh, in the room where I edit the podcast, and inst- I've got a scoop dish next to my bed that is just for the ring. I've got a place for That's it, nice. and when I don't put it in its place, then I, I, I yeah. go well, nuts, lose you know about this. So that's why when it's not in its place, I'm putting it on the literally on the key ring. That would mean he would have to know where his keys were, though. <laughs> you know, how old is? <laughs> Or his wallet. Yesterday, he couldn't find his wallet. Do you remember? We uh, have to put like little bells on everything it's, that he. Owns. It's funny that that you can that you can do that because there was a comedian Roseanne Barr back before she was canceled used to say one of her famous comedy lines and earlier in her career before the TV show was, "My uterus is not a tracking device." <laughs> That was her big punchline because the whole bit was you know how everyone would ask her mom, "Where's this? Mom, where's that?" Right. Yeah, and the yeah. husband. Yeah, it's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. So. Well, that's uh, that's impressive that you were able to. <laughs> To find the keys, the wallet, and the everything. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, uh, this episode, Catherine, yes. I have decided. Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll. Is brought to you by Marble City Opera. I know Marble City Opera. You are Marble City Opera. <laughs> that must be why I know that. I was talking you up, obviously, to people. And um, I was actually probably the PBS guys, maybe after you left. I was. They were talking about how they were excited about maybe working with you on a project. 
And, you know, they wondered, like, if that, and I said, no, she is Marble City Opera. You, you deal with Catherine, then everything's going to be terrific. Um, because you're putting on a production of The Copper Queen. Yep. The Copper Queen is by Clint Borzoni and John De Los Santos. And Are they coming in? One of them's coming in for it. Well, John is here directing the, pro- the production, and Clint, the composer, is actually going to come to a performance. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it's All really right. exciting. And it's going to be at the Flying Anvil Theater mm-hmm. at 730 on Super. June 2nd, 4th, and 5th. No. Yes. Yeah. June Second. T- well, we can look two, it up. Three, two, three. Four. You should know this. Two, three, four. I'll look at marblecityopera.com slash tickets. <laughs> but uh, if you've ever been to Fly Anvil, I would like you to go because the, it's very comfortable. They, they, it they, is. They invested. I mean, even when I interviewed Jane Morgan recently, she talked about, yeah, people really like the chairs. They are. They're really comfortable chairs. You know, you'd be surprised. And this is not even that long of a show. It's um, it's a 90-minute show. Yeah. It's uh goes back and forth between 1910 and 2010, and it's about Julia Lowell, who was actually a woman who lived in the Copper Queen, the hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. I called her a ghostitute. I mean, she... Strumpet. Yeah, she's a whore. (laughs) (laughs) So, you were telling me about some of the scenes that you're rehearsing with the the Johns, the the, the clientele, the men, and as you're describing them, I had this thought... um, that we were, uh, for our show, supposed to do a horseback riding episode, and you said, I don't want to do that <laughs> I'm like, no. before the Copper Queen, because I'll need time to recover. And now I'm wondering, if you're going to need time to recover from the Copper Queen <laughs> before we're going to do the horseback episode, for, or, or will the Copper Queen properly, get, you'll be all you know, stretched out and all ready to go, to go yeah. and you'll be all limbered up for the horseback riding episode. Terrible. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> So, um, who else is in the show? So, we have um, David Silviano. These are all the lucky guys who get to um, wrestle on stage. We all have very intimate scenes together. Yeah. So, David Silviano is the tenor. Would you say it's rated PG, R? Definitely PG or PG-13. Okay. Yeah. It's not R, but it's, you know, it's violent and... Well, it's in 1910. 1910. You're in um, the copper mining territory exactly. with ruffians right and your character is a, a woman of the night right yeah and she's very strong and she like the first scene it shows her very in control so jacob uh-huh. lay plays the role of sugar dog and he's the first client and oh, he's, he's very silly yeah like his character is very silly he has like the muppet feet and everything and it's like it's great um but he gets tied up to the bed <laughs> And then we have Daniel Spiota, who's another local Knoxville singer, yeah. baritone, and he... Is he only just moved here a year ago when he did Tosca with yeah, you, right? He, so he's relatively yeah, new to Yeah, he's town. relatively new. He moved here during COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's a fantastic performer, um, and he is playing the role of Mr. Ackerman, which is really like the, the toughest... Um, okay. The toughest incident, one of them. All right. Um, and then you have David Silviano, who's playing the tenor role, who's the love interest, and he's very sweet, and mm-hmm. so you fall in love with these two characters. And then you have Graham and Dory, who's playing the role of Mr. Lowell, Julia's dad, who okay. owns the Copper Queen. And so he's actually, his, his sin is kind of trafficking his daughter. Correct. Ugh. Yeah. Like he makes Oh, yeah. I'd say, that makes he's kind of pretty R. gross. Yeah. That makes it kind of R. Yeah. And he also plays the owner of the hotel in 2010 as well. Okay. So he's oh, the it's only like, character that goes back and forth between it, the times. It's like Biff in Back to the Future. Yes. It's the same actor, but it's like a different generation. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's not like he's 100 years old. It'd be like a, right. a relative. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Yeah. And I then get you. we have uh, Sarah Krigger 
who came in from Nashville, and she's playing the role of Addison Moore. So Addison Moore, like Sarah, basically has a one-woman show that happens through 2010, yeah. and then all the other characters are, oh, okay. you know, Because her past. character, she's curious about the past, and she goes deliberately to the hotel where Julia Lowell had died, Right, you know, in the 1910s, right? To kind of, and then feels the the ghostly presence yeah. of you. As so Julia. I appear to her oh. in the last scene, <clears throat> All right. and she also interacts with um, Graham's character, who in the 2010s. So yeah, it's well, really fun. MarbleCityOpera.com/slash/tickets. So now, um, as you know, I'm on the board. As you, well, you may not know, I'm on the board of Marble City Opera, and I'm just trying to earn as many gold stars as I can, so that when my time comes to roll off the board, I can just say, "Thank you very much." Salut. <laughs> so I made that joke at the board meeting, and April Hill turns to me and says, "You're never getting off." Good for you're April. never. You're you're in it forever. Well, you know, I mean, like the more good deeds you do and the more gold stars you get, like then no, you I'm might to... have to end up in an honorary board no, position. You know, no, like no, no, well, no, no. you know, the honorary. You don't have to do anything. That's true. You can you just know, send me the honorary just... minutes, which would be That's a blank right. page. Yeah, <laughs> as per your request. <laughs> I think that would be fun. We definitely have to do Someone that. suggested that we have honorary board members and they would get copies of the minutes. I'm like, they don't want to read the minutes. Just send them honorary minutes. And they would be like, well, then you can write the honorary minutes. I said, absolutely. There's nothing in them. <laughs> so if they don't want to do work, they don't have to read minutes. Okay. Yeah, well, that's it. MarvelCityOpera.com slash tickets. So that's, uh, that's a nice little plug there for Yeah, you. thank you. That was a, a long plug, so oh, sorry about Well, that. I mean, no, well, it's also, yeah. it's so important. I mean, that's what we are, obviously, our lives are intertwined because of this show, but also I'm on the board of the opera company, so I want to help you sell tickets. Yeah, well, and, it's important for people to know what it's about. Yeah, and, and yeah. your life right now is, I mean, I'm surprised you're here. <laughs> I'm thankful that you're here, but <laughs> the fact that you were able to, you know, sandwich me in between a couple of rehearsals was is great for me. Thanks. And the yeah. other secret is that you know we have to do our Seymour Smokies episodes, so we wore ourselves out um, recording four of them in well in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we still have and two more that of those that have to come out. So this weekend uh, I'll be putting out the. Um, uh, Andy's frozen custard episode. Oh yay! I'm excited oh, about that yes. one. I'm very excited. That custard that. was so good. So fantastic. Then mm. I almost wore the shirt that I wore to Andy's because I got it back from the cleaner when I got this one back. Is it all clean? I assume it's still in plastic oh, upstairs. Checked, yeah. But I mean, they uh, they they've never made a mistake yet. That's good. I got the, they go to the best cleaners. So yeah, good. Uh, so you were you've been that one of those days. I think it was. Um, one of the of the Seymour Smokies days. I, you, I needed you to drive because the dumpster was still in the driveway. We had some work done around the house, and and one of the work crews, I guess it was the siding crew. I, well, multiple crews. The the roofing crew did this last year. The siding crew. They just assign somebody sends drops off a dumpster, and they park at your driveway. It's a different company, so the workers can throw all of the detritus from the um, you know the the pieces of siding that are discarded. Right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The packaging. The the everything. They clean up. There's a lot of trash. They go around the whole house, and they would, sometimes with magnets, they, they look and they pick up every little thing. Wow. They clean up everything, and then it all goes in the dumpster. So then the dumpster's here for another day, and I started thinking. What are we going to do? i got to put some stuff in the dumpster. <laughs> I thought about bringing stuff for the dumpster. I invited you to. I know, and then I forgot. And I invited next-door neighbor Ted to put some in, and I don't think he did either. But you know what? I was just really glad that after the dumpster was gone, yeah. that I was able to save this little... Bunny. <laughs> so I did, how did you, where did that come from? 
It was in the driveway where the dumpster used to be. Yes, and he was supposed to be in the dumpster, I guess. But so I what must have happened、him. is when they picked up the dumpster to tow it away, and it and goes up on an angle. He fell out. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out where that must have <laughs> come like, from. He was like, "I'm not going in there." He was like, "Ah!" Because、uh, we we well, a couple of things happened. Like the first couple of nights after the dumpster,、um, I don't know where Jerry was, but I thought I'm going to go and under the、uh, back. Screen porch, which is behind us, under the podcast porch, and there's a bunch of junk under there from, say, the pool. There's like an old uh, metal um, tube that you would wrap a pool cover on that we never used. Nice. And there's、uh, I'm just all sorts of just junk under there. Metal rebar that I found. All this yard work I've been doing. I keep finding garbage buried in the yard. So you start just throwing it all over under this. Well, no, I put it under this under the house. Okay. So then. I kept it all. I slipped it all out into the、um, to the dumpster. I'm thinking, okay, now they're coming. And the dumpster, did, they didn't come. So we, days go by, weeks go by, and my wife and I are about to go out of town. In fact, right after the it was on Cinco de Mayo, so we're headed out of town for Artie's first communion on、mm-hmm. Seis de Mayo. And you had dropped me off. Yep. And Jerry says, you know what I'd really like to do before they take away the dumpster, and in case they take away the dumpster while we're out of town, is get rid of some of the stuff down in the basement. Smart, and I'm still dressed in my nice、uh, TV shorts, okay, and stuff. And so she and grabbed, you've had a margarita or two. I know it was、yeah. probably a bad choice. So <laughs> we go downstairs, and she says they're in this room, and she opens up this like the gross room that's not finished part of the basement. It's, okay. Oh, that's exciting. It's under the front porch, and it's just、oh, nice. cinder block, and it's some it's like moist and damp, and there's、nice. a dehumidifier in there that's full, but I don't really know. I don't know. It's been a while, yeah, and、ah, it's just gross. So there's some things in there, like an old computer desk that we had in California, and an old、um, chest of drawers, little little t- tiny little chest of drawers that we moved here、oh, from California. Nice, but they both got broken by the movers、mm. in the transport, and for whatever reason, we didn't throw them out twenty years ago. They've been in this collecting mildew, right? So now we have to pick them up and touch them, and they're covered in mildew. And my wife's horrified for this. So we put on our gloves a- and stuff. No, we just put on aprons, which was not enough coverage. No, probably gloves and a hazmat suit. That would have been, been good. Yeah, <laughs> would have been smart. So we're carrying. I'm carrying these. You know, actually, I, what I did was I kicked it and broke it into more pieces to make it easier. Just made. I'd rather make more trips. Totally. Than try to trying to get it all up the stairs.、Thing. But and, the、yeah. mildew is getting all over my、uh, apron, and ended up getting on my shorts, and ended up getting on everything. Um, and I get this old computer desk, which is really a cheapo thing,、sure. uh, out there、um, into the garbage. And then she wants to start taking the chest of drawers. I'm like, well, I have to look. We can't just throw it out. I have to right, look and see what's inside in of it.、Yeah. And for whatever reason, the drawers are all in upside down, which I guess the movers had done. Oh, interesting. So this thing has not been opened in 20 years. Wow. And that's where I think little well, bunny was. Maybe. Well, maybe our Jerry threw out some old Easter decorations that were in that room and it gotten gross. Yeah. So this was sat out there. For a week and got rained on. So actually, he got kind of cleaned clean.、yeah. by the by nature. But as I'm opening these drawers, I'm finding cassette tapes that have WAVA on them from when I worked there in the cassette tapes late 1980s, <laughs> early 1990s. <laughs> um, and I thought I can't throw this out. It's Donny Osmond's "Soldier of Love" album. Do you have anything to play him on? <laughs> okay, so you kept the cassette no, tapes. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> 
Well, one of them apparently had some kind of uh, bit that I'd done or some kind of jingle or some kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I yeah. couldn't. Anyway, I saved a few of those. And Jerry's thrown out most of the stuff. And one of the other items that I found in this chest of drawers was a, a Kevin and Bean coffee mug. Oh, that's fun. And, you know, I talk about my friend Bean all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's from the, uh, the world-famous K-Rock. That's great. And when, uh, when actually when Frank Jr. was a little kid, they had it brought him into the studio because they liked the way he said K-Rock. Nice. And they used that on so many sweepers. You have the big voice guy going, 106.7, the world famous. And then little Frank Jr. going, K-Rock. Nice. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I found that in great. this chest of drawers. That was one of the, uh, one of the adventures. But then, um, to now we're going out of town. Mm-hmm. I am covered in mildew. I've got my, my T-shirt, uh, my apron, my, my Food Network apron that I love to wear. Yeah. And my nice shorts. The nice shorts, remember, I made the, you know, when we went to the Cinco de Mayo party, how stressed I was. About what you were going to wear. About what shoes I was going to wear, and about what socks I, I was going to wear, you and were. about what shorts I was going to wear, because it was hot. Yeah. I could have worn long pants, but I yeah. just bought these new shorts at Sam's Club. So they're brand new shorts that you just got, like, destroyed with mildew? So Jerry says, they're... <laughs> They're like golf shorts. They're they're meant to be durable. Okay. You know they're they're yeah. rugged. They're kind of rugged, but they look nice. It's good. Like they're I'm not Arnold Palmer, but some think of some famous golfer like Greg Norman, maybe who now has his own brand of clothes. So they had them at Sam's Club. They were discounted. I bought them. They fit. They look nice. But now I've got mildew on them. So what do we do? We put them in the laundry. Yeah, right. Sure. It's a short load oh, yeah, of yeah. everything she's wearing. Right. And this is so. This is the two of us. The night before we're going out of town. Throwing, strip it down to our underwear to throw everything into the laundry. Like you do. And then go finish packing and go on the trip. Right? Right. So we get um, good a ways up 81. Okay. Toward Virginia. Yeah. And uh, I turn to Jerry and say, I didn't put the clothes in the dryer. Oh, my God. And she says, I, she didn't either. So oh, now. Oh, no. So now you're going to come home to a pile of mildewy clothes <laughs> in the washing machine. <laughs> Do you have to wash them like two or three times then after that just to like... Yeah. 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 But um, you've seen me in them since. I, okay, I mean, because so I was good. back on Cinco de Mayo. Okay. You know, yeah. um, or so they... They, uh, yeah. they don't look like mildew anymore. No, no. Yeah. They came... Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. The wash did, did a good job. We put extra of these things in there. That's good. The Whatever, those balls of goo. We never had the... Soap. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never had the goo balls before. You know, the, like the, they're not Tide Pods, but I, I never understood Tide Pods. And apparently, yeah, you just throw them in with the clothes. Oh, yeah. I still use the liquid. Yeah, I, I, so we always had those. But Jerry, for whatever reason, I guess these were on sale and bought some, I don't know, I can't see them from here, but some brand of goo balls. Yeah. Um, and I had never, it was my first time trying to. Do they work well? I guess so. Well, they did, yeah. yeah I mean, because I, I threw a few extra things. you just things. like throw it in there with them? Yeah, Jerry said, don't put it on the top or. Don't put it on the bottom or whatever. She told me. She gave me some instructions. Okay. And I did those things, and it worked yeah, out fine. Okay, that scares so, me. Uh, I know, <laughs> but it was just so, um, I just so too, one of those weird things where it's like here it is. It's, it's eleven o'clock at night. We're going out of town at first thing the next morning, and we're hauling, just trying to get stuff in the dumpster because we're thinking this is it. This is our last chance. Right. We get back from the trip, and the dumpster was here for another week. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and that's when a week later, when I found when we the did the next, money. when we did the next episodes, which was um, what was that Moonshine Mountain coaster and um, uh, uh, the Red Skelton Red Tribute Skelton. Theater. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's when we had, that's when they took away the dumpsters while we were at. Uh, yeah, I was walking out back Red to Skeltons. my car, and I was like, "Look, there's a bunny." Yeah, and so 
Jerry, I think Jerry was like ready to throw it away, but yeah, because was. I was like, well, it's so cute. She was like, okay, I'll keep it. Catherine thinks it's cute. <laughs> well, it's yours now. Take it, take it, take it away. Jerry's. She was going to save it for the little kiddos. Oh. She th- yeah. All right. Well, I guess she can. Like it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it's a rabbit. It's a bunny holding a carrot for left some Easter decorations that we tried to throw away, <laughs> and apparently, and I rescued could, apparently could not. You can't throw away this cute little bunny. All right. Um, if you enjoy uh, podcasts like this one, and who wouldn't? Uh, you can check us out on Audible, and also get all of Audible's entertainment when you go to audibletrial.com/slash/frankenfriendsshow. That's right. And when you go there and you sign up for a free trial, you can download any item. And yeah. During that first 30 days, you get one download credit for an MP3 to keep. And then you continue to earn those credits as you re- become a member. But my point is, during the, the trial, the 30-day trial period, you get all the, regu- all the benefits of a full membership. You get that, that download that you would. You get to listen to everything that's available. And um, it it's worth it. transfers over all of your devices. So yeah. it'll save your place, just like a little bookmark. So Yeah, so you great. can listen on the, uh, the app on the phone, on the iPad, on the Kindle. In your car. Certain, what, certain Kindles have that, yeah. On your phone. Yeah, yeah it's all, all good. Places. Or I like the Amazon Echo is my main thing. Yeah. Although I have been fighting with her lately. <laughs> She's been feisty. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say it exactly the same way every day, I'm like... Well, anyway, that's, that's not on them. That's, that's on me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check out audibletrial.com slash show. Um, also, we thank you for uh, buying the merchandise. I'm going to lean over and try to get that beach towel a second appearance. Okay, great. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You can, where you can find all great things like these mugs and the cell phone cases. And as you're getting ready for the summer and going on all those beach trips, or if you have a pool, Get a Frank and Friends show towel. It's nice. You can find those at frankandfriendshow.com backslash store. Yeah. And t-shirts are, uh, t-shirts. t-shirt season, it definitely mm-hmm. is. And I think we even have tank tops. We do. And some kind of, uh, some kind of woman's tee that's flowy. A flowy woman's dramatic. tea. I don't know what. It's fabulous. I don't know what that means exactly. It doesn't sound good when I say it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> probably a better, better word for it. Well, I liked the gestures, yeah, though. Yeah, uh, that's know? fine. Like, it's like a flowy... <laughs> a flowy woman's tea, you know? <laughs> Makes it even fancier. Yeah, it just sounds like something you'd have at Downton Abbey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's about it. Thanks for watching, telling your friends about us, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Help us get to 1,000, and then... <laughs> Don't forget to smash that button. <laughs> For notifications, <laughs> so you can check out, especially um, because you know the um, this kind of episode, the podcast episode, is on audio and video. But the Seymour Smokies ones are video only because th- they're that's what they are. They're right. they're videos of us going around and doing stuff in the Smokies. So uh, you'll want to definitely see the Andy's frozen custard coming up this week. Absolutely. All right, Catherine, thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with another one. Uh, trying to post these on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and while you're in town, I'm going to take full advantage of it. Uh, don't forget the Copper Queen at Marble City Opera at the Flying Anvil Theater, June 2, 3, and 4, marblecityopera.com slash tickets. Thank you. All right. Uh, This is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.